Let's do this. Okay. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm pumped. Well, yeah, let's do it, Mick. All right, let's do this. All right, let's do this. Oh, let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now let's do this. Let's do it. Let's get this going. All right. Welcome to 2022. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And it is the Coaching Life Podcast Season 6 first episode of season six it's been a while i feel like it's been a while since we've been sitting here coach a couple how, weeks right how you been yeah yeah i don't know if anybody's missed us or not no one's reached out no, no one's <laughs> no one's reached out and said hey where's your where's your episode from last week i did have one person say that they're getting caught up they're using the time to get caught up so maybe that's what it is maybe they've been listening they've just been listening to you know, i got you well, past episodes, yeah that makes so. sense going back and reading some of their favorites podcasts like yeah yeah sure. i actually do too all the all the you know it's like I would, I guess, I'd put us on that, like you know, Jocko Willink podcast and, and Joe Rogan, and you know, uh, in terms of length of time per episode. <laughs> yeah, if everyone, everyone out there complaining <laughs> about you know how long we talk, go go listen to a, a Jocko podcast one time. <laughs> well, the difference there is it's pretty. Uh, Pretty captivating for about two That's and a half true. hours. <laughs> captivating. I, there's nothing. We, we we do not hold a candle in our conversations to so the conversations that Jocko will oh, have for two and a half hours. That's, that's true. true. That gets your heart beating. Yeah, it does. Sure. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do our best to keep ours down under an hour this year. <laughs> that is that it's going to be hard today. We started with being our... I know. We've got a lot to talk we've been, about. What time? I mean, we've been sitting here for almost an hour already <laughs> talking so over an hour. You know... Well, I'm energized. Are you energized? Coach, I'm exhausted. Good deal. You know why? Why? I didn't sleep at all last night. Yeah, the, that adrenaline was pumping. It was. I laid down in bed last night and my heart was beating. I What'd could you do? It. We had our we had our first uh, lifting session for your baseball program for the baseball program. Awesome yeah, for Meg's baseball program, and it was it was great. It does it was a great man. experience, and you know, guys worked hard, and um, it was just, you know, I saw your tweet. Mm-hmm. Actually, you you texted me and said how'd it go, right? And I told you right. it was it was great. And then I saw your tweet mm-hmm. later that you know you were energized, Same. and I'm like, man, that's that's exactly how you I don't feel. have to lift a weight as a coach. To, you know, every time you work out, it, it you know it's hard to it, you know, your your heart's pumping, your metabolism's you know speeding up, and it's hard to just go to sleep right away. That's why I would rather work out in the morning because I'm energized for the rest of the day. Yeah. But even if you're not working out, if you're not the one doing it, but you're coaching. And you see your kids give, busting their butts like that. Like our windows were all fogged up and steamed. We got windows in our in our <laughs> weight room, and uh, I was like, "Look at that!" And the kids even pointed it out. They're like, "We got some stuff going on in here tonight," and uh, it was <laughs> that's fun. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's I I I didn't sleep well, and <laughs> I'm kind of tired deal. today. Yeah. Right. I'm right. definitely looking forward to to you going back and three days a week. Three days a week. Yeah. Yep. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Well, I got. I mean, I tell you, we've had Christmas. We've had New Year's. Yeah, and then we've had the greatest holiday. I've had the greatest holiday that you could have, and that is the American Baseball Coaches Association conference, which was in Chicago. And I, you didn't get to go this year, but in the middle of I that conference, I texted too. you. You did. You I went up to went watch, watch the, the Brownies, Brownies beat the Bengals. Yeah. You'd already had previous previously purchased tickets. <laughs> I don't know if you want to open that can. <laughs> Lucas probably like I'll give up that game to be playing this Saturday he's at four thirty. He's He's heard it before. Yeah, yeah. Next, I actually, Lucas, next year's I, t- our year. I, I, connect, I could have connected with Lucas because he he lived. He he said he was about oh, a mile right, and a half yes. away from where our conference was. But yes. I, 
you know, sorry, Lucas, we didn't get a chance to connect if you do listen, but we, it was jam. My, our days were jam packed and it was really awesome experience because I got to take, we got to take Brock, my, my son to the conference as well. And he, he's representing, he was there, he was there representing Alderson Broadus mm-hmm. University and of course himself as well, just bettering himself. Sure. And, uh, so we did everything together. We went to all the sessions together, but we were, you know, I, you, you see my notebook here. It is, it, we were both just, just our pins were smoked. I went through two pins. Uh, I, I, this tool pin that I use is my favorite <laughs> pin. Uh, this, I had to, I actually had to, I noticed this morning as I was, as I was writing with the same pin I took to the conference, it ran out of ink. So I'm, I, I, uh, have to do another pin, but it, it is a phenomenal experience. If those of you who are listening, don't know what I'm talking about. The ABCA, the American Baseball Coaches Association, has been around since about 1945, I believe, and it covers baseball coaches from all over the country. Mm. And so the membership for ABCA is literally over 13,000 people. It's incredible. And these are living people. And all different levels and so they've of, been of, of all different levels of baseball. So yeah. it's just it's just about baseball. Mm-hmm. There are things there, like so from professionals down there, are professional coaches that are there. Um, there were a lot of a lot of people. I met a lot of people from organizations, professional organizations, Baltimore Orioles, New York Mets, New York Yankees. I mean, you see logos from every baseball organization, literally from every walk of life. Division one, you know, college, division two, II, division three, NAIA, JUCO, high school, um, it youth youth ball i saw guys there with their kids i saw co- you know youth like youth oh, ball coaches there they have do. they have entirely different sessions particularly tailored to youth ball coaches i didn't know that i didn't yes, realize, that. I didn't realize it either oh really yeah, yeah youth ball stuff was all downstairs this this convention center was it's the largest one in north america i believe is what they said hmm. it was phenomenal i mean it, you know and they they were expecting you could you could set up this this room that we that we were sitting in for main sessions probably seated 8,000 people. Nice. It was incredible. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, 5,000 or so attended. And uh, they had, you know, some guys weren't able to come or, you know, chose not to come, but they also did online. So I think when you counted the people who attended and, you know, with, and you combine them with the people who did virtual attendance, the online uh, clinic, there was over 8,000 people in attendance, which is uh. really, really cool. Um, but I tell you what, being there, my first time there, uh, I, there are things that I would love to share with you to, in this podcast today, just going through my notes, just highlights. And it's not just about baseball. You know, it yeah. wasn't all just about baseball, but a lot, 95% of it was about baseball. And that's why I'm so, so pumped. You going to be able to do that in the next 30 minutes? No. <laughs> so we have to leave people hanging a little bit, but so no, but the, Hey, next, uh, next year, 2023. Big uh, was it January fifth through seventh, I believe. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's yeah fifth through seventh or eighth. It's in Nashville. So those of you out there who who are baseball people, and even if you're not a baseball person, if you're a strength and conditioning, you know, I, three or the four of the sessions, That's a lot of the three or four of my favorite about, yeah. sessions were strength and conditioning folks, right? Who you know are are working yeah. with a variety of athletes, not just baseball. Let's let's be honest. I mean that's. We can hide it. You know, we can we can pretend it's not true. But the fact is, strength and conditioning is all about baseball right now. You know, it's all about all this, every sport. Yeah, but, I mean, baseball 
a lot of that is strength and conditioning. <laughs> it, it, we're it kind really of is. that way. And it's, exactly. Think we're, yeah. And the, especially down. the movements, right? The movements that were, th- that are being introduced when you, when you watch someone do plyometric work and yeah. jump work, you know, explosive jumps and lateral bounds and things like that. You're like, you know, and, and everything, all the medicine ball work, rot- all the rotational work that you're doing, you're like, son of a gun. I can see baseball. I can see baseball movements yes. in all of these things. Yeah, I've been seeing that for a while now. The uh, the 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 it's kind of like a commercial out there, but it's a movement. What it is? Don't don't train the muscle, train the movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Zach Deccan's thing, uh, right? Movement over maxes. That's, that's his, true. That's the yes. title of his book. That is, yes, right. Yeah. I don't know that he uses that phrase exactly, right. but that's exactly but what he's saying. Been yeah. used. Right, right. right. So I tell you, let me give you an idea of what this what this time was like. Actually, I should ask you: Is there anything in particular you'd like to talk about in our first episode of twenty twenty two? I think I think I'm I'm good to go. Yeah, I chose a one word. Did you choose a one word? I did. I I you know we we talked about it a little bit, and I'm gonna stick with unleash. Mm. Unleash <laughs> in a like couple it. different ways. Yeah. Let her go. That's right. Yeah. Let let let. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I, I think let it go is the. There are like, a lot that, of that puts the that puts it into person. That's the that's the subtitle of the one well, word. Let, let it go. go and rev it up, right? I mean, yes. I mean, not just let not just let things go, but also yeah, not, get not, after yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Let, let let go of that aggression. Yeah, right. Let yeah. it get. Let, let you know. Yeah, I picture a forward. dog obviously being leashed up in a little circle yes, area in its, in its yard <laughs> and wanting to get <laughs> out. And then as soon as you let it go, it just runs free. Yeah, right? it, it's a that's that's a cool. Yeah, thing. for me, there's two. There's kind of two ends of it, and that's you know, mm-hmm. let go of the the things that hold you back, and then you know, let go of those uh, uh, those positive energies that you're holding back that yeah. you know, is going to allow you to move forward. So yeah, yeah that's for me. What's your it. word? Thoroughness. Okay. And I tell you what, I I, I usually I'll, I'll let you. I'm, I'm passing over my uh, ABCA program catalog, so you can look through that as I talk about the program if you'd okay. like. But thoroughness is uh, something. It was it was probably the easiest word for me to pick in the five years I've been picking a one word for the new year. For those of you who are like, what the heck are these guys talking about with one <laughs> word? Just really quickly, instead of making a New Year's resolution, you know, setting yourself a goal or a resolution that can often be easily broken and then it creates discouragement and then you just kind of forget about it by mm-hmm. March. We've been choosing a, a one word for the year that we that we want to keep as as a word that motivates us, a word that that is sort of works on principle for us every day of our life. Like we I want to devote my my life to in everything that I do to re, doing something or to to living in relation to this word, you know, and yeah. so and and so, you know, like some of my passwords have been, you know, uh, I've I've used build, I've used excellence, I've used, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, mine was execute relentless. last year. Yeah, last next, year was execu- the first one yeah, that I yeah. did. Yeah, but but uh, I I actually, as I was driving one day, I thought, what I need to make sure that I am thorough. I, or I actually didn't come up with the word. The words that I had in my mind were attention to detail. Mm-hmm. I need to become more attention to detail in every aspect of my life. I mean, I know that that's going to be a priority for me in my coaching this year as well. And so I think I, I told you, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out a word that, yeah. that describes this group of words that I have. And so I landed on thoroughness. And, uh, and so, yeah, I began the new year with uh, I didn't miss a session. Um, it, we, 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 people often would go to these, 
these ABCA conferences, and you know they'll they'll go through and pick you know what sessions they want to attend and things like that. And I usually do that with the Ohio conference as well because they're back to back to back to back to back, and at some right. point you got to eat. And uh, and so I'm like, this is my first one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hit them all. And so the only time, the only ones we missed were the last. We missed the last one because we went ahead and got on the road to come back home. Uh, but yeah, that's why. And you. Know, there's no ink in the pen left. There's why there's no pages left in the notebook. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Am I going to be ridiculed when I take my laptop to the to these clinics? No, a lot of guys do. And the, <laughs> difference, the difference at the Ohio clinic is this round table that you and I are sitting on. This this Ohio sets up. So, you know, so Ohio, the Ohio conference, the, the coaches conference is a microcosm. It's, it's going to happen here in a, in a, in a week, yeah. a week from this weekend. It's 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 like a mini ABCA. I've noticed because I've never been to the ABCA, but mm-hmm. I've been to the Ohio conference many but times. Now you can correlate it, and yeah. so now I'm like, huh, yeah, Ohio, Ohio does a really good job. In fact, coaches who come to speak, some of the guys across the country that have come to speak at Ohio speak very highly about this about the Ohio clinic when they get oh, there. They're, they're like, this is one of the best state clinics that they that they've ever been to. Nice. And so they set up round tables in a large room. You're talking still 1,500 coaches in there. I mean, you know, there's, you know, where ABCA may have three to 5,000 in attendance or five to 8,000 in attendance, Ohio will have, still have 1,500 to 2,500 in attendance, depending on the year. And, but you got a little more room to, to set, you got, you can set your stuff on a table, a round table, sit or, you know, so you're sitting around a table with about six or eight different coaches or your staff or whatever. Sure. And, and then there's still a stage and a speaker up there. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a really it's yeah. pretty cool. Looking but no, guy, a lot of guys bring their. I, I brought my laptop one year. I just found this personal. I, I don't take notes very well on a laptop. I just I gotta write them. Well, when I write something down, yeah. I remember it better a, than when I type it. It's a fizzy physiology physiology. Yeah, you, you kinesthetic do. learning or something like that. Right? Yeah, you do. You learn better. You remember better when you write it down. Yeah. So there's a benefit to that. I just think it's a habit for me because I'm a, you're, yeah, I'm a computer and you're an IT guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I do like writing stuff down. Well, you see me. I've, I, I write my practice plans down. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, there are things. And I, I write type down. mine. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. And I write my. I yeah. literally write mine out. I do, too. I, I have a book that I write it in. Yeah. The only, then I type well, it you, so, so yeah, my other coaches and, can and, read it. Yeah. <laughs> other my coaches and terrible. the players, because I like what you do before practice. You, you post it. You post yeah. that thing up yeah. there, and then you kind of talk about it and go through mm-hmm. it. So. Yeah. 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 I have to look into that. Yeah, do it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about this. Thing. Give me, give me something. So we here. get there, and the first day that we're there, um, there are no sessions per se. There's a trade show, which is in another humongous area of this conference center, with hundreds and hundreds of companies selling their stuff. So when I say companies, like, when, you know, when you think about a trade show in a booth, someone having like a couple tables with a banner and they're, and they're selling their stuff, this was like Rapsodo had two cages set up, one for pitching and one for hitting, their own little stage where they could set up a, a do, do presentations, sound system, big screen mm-hmm. TVs all around their stuff. And and you and then and then you've got a, a reception type area that you could walk over and talk to sales reps and pick up their literature and and, and get free stuff. I got a Rap Soto hat, got Game Changer hats, got all kinds of. I mean, just we just got all kinds of you know free swag stuff, stuff that you may not ever use, but pins, things like that. But uh, that's what the trade show was like. Yeah. And so you're going around, and and so all those type of companies are there. Rap Soto, Trackman, you know, Hit Tracks. Uh, 
all of those, just all of those data um, collection type companies. But then you have everything else as well. Bat companies, glove companies, all the ones that you'll see. You know, a lot of the ones that are at the ABCA will also be at the Ohio one. There's a, again, there's a trade show there as well. And in fact, a lot of people I talked to when they saw my my uh, my name tag. That, which has a QR code on it, and that's that's it's pretty. We're living in a day where it's amazing. Like you, I didn't have to write anything down at any of these booths. Usually, you got to write your you, your hand gets tired because you're like, yeah, I'll sign up for your stuff. They just but they just you. they're just like boom <laughs> QR code. Yeah, okay, I got you, I, and I'm going to email you some stuff. Email you, you know, because you get discount deals for being there at the coaches, you know, uh, show and everything. Um, but yeah, it's 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 uh, I don't know that, that it's just energizing to walk around. It's also discouraging <laughs> because of the resources because of the number of resources there are and the lack of funding that you might yeah. have to spend for those resources sure. and so I, I i sent a funny text to our uh, athletic director while i was walking around there i said hey <laughs> i sent him a picture of the trade show little video i said uh, having a heck of a time here at the trade show at abca i said I, i've decided that we need to increase our baseball budget to twenty five thousand dollars a year <laughs> and he just laughed back now I, it's funny if we have it Here's the thing, though. Somebody from Olentangy, Ohio, happens mm-hmm. to be listening to our podcast. They're like, only 25000 Yeah. I mean, there are schools where that's their budget. Sure. Hey, listen, fellers, if you, if you have that kind of budget, <laughs> try working your baseball program with a budget of about 1200 Yeah. Right? And it's, ours is more than that. I mean, you know, it costs more than that, but you got to find ways to get that money as right. well. Like, you might have, your, it might say in your baseball budget, it's $1,500 for the year. And that's that's going to buy you some balls and yeah, that's the upfront. It's going to buy your balls basically. It's going to buy it's going to buy game balls and practice balls. That's what that's going to buy. Yeah. And so what do you? How do you do anything else? You got to raise it. Got to raise it. Yeah. 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 And so you walk around the trade show and you see all the stuff that you would love to implement, (laughs) and you're thinking, man, this would make our this would make me a better coach, because that's what they're telling you. You need this to be a better coach, right? Well, you don't need it necessarily, but it sure would help. Well, you know, we've it, talked about that very before. Helpful, right, you have, you right. To, all these resources. You have are to helpful. pick your battles. Exactly. You can't have it all. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I tell you what makes you a pretty good coach is just having nine all-state baseball players. That's what makes you a good coach. That make, and, you, know, yes. you give me nine all-state baseball players. You can have I, your own. Yeah, though. you can keep it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes you right. a good coach. But – not easy to That's do not that, easy either. to collect those guys either because, <laughs> yeah, you, you got to make them sometimes, right? Yeah. You got to make them. So, but we did have a session. We did, we had a, it was funny because that, that first night, they actually have sessions for all of the different levels of coaches. And so, like, NCAA had a session for all their coaches and then they split them up between D1, D2, and D3. And they talked about, you know, Brock told me that the, the D2 or the NCAA meeting, for example, was about rules changes and things like that, rules that they're changes that they're considering and they wanted input from the coaches because this is actually where they have all of their actual meetings where they determine this stuff. The ABCA has hosted that for years for the NCAA. And then, the, and then in Division Two in that meeting, they did things like they you know, recognized all the um, conference winners, champions. You know, they had the rings there and all that. And they talked about you know things pertaining specifically to Division Two, and then one and three all did the same thing as well. Well, they also had a high school meeting. So the National Federation of High School Coaches mm-hmm. hosted a meeting, and of course I went to that one. And they talked. They did the same thing. That you know some possible rule changes, which by the way there really isn't any major change. Um, points of emphasis they gave us. Um, 
you know, excessive celebration. So this just gets you, gets you, gets you ready. Umpires are going to, whenever you have points of emphasis, mm-hmm. emphases, sure. you know, your umpires are going to be an NFL term, isn't it? <laughs> all over it. Yeah. Well, what's the points of, what's, what are the major points of emphasis in the NFL now? No, I mean, you can't helmets. They don't work, so don't touch anybody. In don't them. ever touch a helmet, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And so, and so, anything that's a point of emphasis, it becomes that becomes seems to be the focus of all the calls. You know, of all the the interaction between officials and coaches mm. and fans. That's a tough one it's too. Excessive celebration because you need you need that. Yeah. So that when they say excessive celebration, they're talking about you know, of course. Uh, all the things that happen at home after home runs and things like that. They're seeing, and I, when he explained, when he showed a video, I thought, wow, that is creative. But, but we, I've never seen anything like that in, in our area. <laughs> like the kid hits a home run and as they're waiting for him to come in to celebrate, you got one kid on another kid's shoulders with a jousting thing. Like, a, and, they, and they, and when he touches home plate, he like, he like knights him <laughs> with, the, with like a, they took a bat and made it into a, into a sword and they knighted him. So they're like, this is what we're talking about. Like that, your, your coach is going to, you're going to get a warning and your coach is going to be ejected if it happens again, that kind of thing. Oh, that, <laughs> okay. so well, that's excessive celebration. I guess I could, I guess I understand like, the word excessive in, like, that, in that context. Give him a high five. Yeah. Like, we'll take a high five. You can, you can, you can meet him at the home. Plate I was thinking, cause I've seen the softball girls, uh, you know, after a home run, they they gather around like a bunch of bowling pins and the yeah and the yeah person, that, they, that that's the same kind of thing. That's what they're talking. They don't want anything, um, anything that well you don't want. They want they, you're not using any props, right? And <laughs> and then that kind of like choreographed. That's that was the word choreographed celebrations. Yeah, that makes sense. I can not, see that. Yeah, like what they're allowing in the but NFL. But you can get now. loud. You can Every jump time up and down. You can slap a pass. They have to run ninety yards to the opposite yeah, end zone uh, and do their little the photo op. Uh, those are the choreographed celebrations. So that's that's kind of the you know, and then all the other ones are pretty much the same every year. Sportsmanship, you know, coaches sitting on buckets actually is one that they be ready for that out in play. Yeah, on the outside, like if you're at a dugout where that yeah. has a fence and you don't like sitting behind a fence, sometimes umpires will will let a coach sit on a bucket out there. I'm mm. I'm not a bucket sitter. I like See, some I of my assistant coaches that. are. Like I got two assistants that are, and one that likes to stand like me. Yeah, but I, they I'm don't a stand outside the, yeah. the dugout. Oh yeah, I hate looking through a fence too. No 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 no, you, they're out of play. Yes, they're out of play, but like all players have to be inside the dugout. That that is always a rule for National Federation of High School Sports. Sure, unless they're so are they not going to allow? Are they not? So allow what it? happens is, yeah, even if a coach is out of play on a bucket outside the dugout, they're they're not going to allow it because they said what happens is your players will come out and talk to you, and then and then, you know, and that so it's really about the becomes, coach being out in, uh, out of the dugout rather than basically the, the coaches are going to yeah the, the way they the way they set it up was <clears> hey we you guys are supposed to be examples for your players and so we want you to be in the same place as the players so yeah I buy it yeah I, mean, it's not, I, I, it's not I, that I have a, a sore deal. spot because I was in a, a ten I was at a ten U travel tournament this past summer and I was sitting on the bucket filming so the people that weren't able to come to the game oh yeah you know could yeah. see the game and. Uh, this umpire, you could get a clear the view. umpire allowed me to do it, but then this this other guy driving around on the golf cart. That's the UIC. That's the, the travel that's the UIC, yeah. and I've got to add a couple <laughs> letters in there to better describe it. But he uh, he uh, he said, "You got to get inside the dugout." I didn't I didn't handle it very well, but there, that's actually on a Facebook page somewhere. You can go look that up if you want. To see. Oh yeah, the actual exchange. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I didn't I didn't I didn't cuss, but 
it oh, was that's uh, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was not uh, pleasant. So, well, we had uh, in addition. So that that was actually an umpire. Um, he used to be a professional umpire, and now he's he he scaled back his uh, umpiring from all the travel he was doing because you know, he's got a family and everything. So so now he's he's doing. Uh, Co- smaller college games and yeah. he came into that presentation for us and everything and he you know and I tell you he said something I wrote this down because I actually really like this I appreciate it and that this is an area that I've grown in as well I feel over the years just as I've gotten older I've I've noticed myself doing this as well I wasn't good at it at first but he said I'll tell you something right now and he, he and he said this is he said you guys need to go and he said if you ever get a chance to talk to division one NCAA division one umpires you ask them this question, and he said, I guarantee you almost every single one will tell you the same thing. He said, I'll tell you something. The coaches at the highest level of the game, during the game, hardly ever say a word. Hmm. And, and you, you think you about... Hardly say, say a word as a coach. As a coach. Yeah. What he's saying is, I, I, now he says, I guarantee you, during practices, they're, they are front and center, boisterous, Team, you know, during team preparation, things like that, they're completely, you know, they're they're different different in terms of voc- vocalness, right? And I wrote it down because I thought, yeah, that's that's a good word, and it ha- it goes back to the old the game is for the the players and the practice is for the coach, mm-hmm. and and you know, once you if you've done your job as a coach, then they can do their job during the game without you having to be up front coaching them so much. Yeah. And really, you know, I, I thought about that a little bit more after he said it. And it is fascinating because whenever you hear at these conferences and these clinics, Major League Baseball coaches speak, there's something about their their presentation that just has a little bit more like it's it's different. Like mm. they they've got They've got the knowledge. They've got the, the the personality. They've got the motivation. You know, they're, they're there for a reason. But what's the what's the major league baseball manager stereotypical joke? They don't do anything, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, because you that's see why, him sitting in the dugout. That's why you, Dusty you know, Baker is not the manager of the it's Reds. Be, it's, people think they don't do anything, <laughs> right? And they're wrong. The, yeah. the, what 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 they're seeing on TV is exactly what this umpire is saying. Hmm. The coaches at the highest level of the game, they know. They don't need to say anything during games. Yeah, you really don't. If you if you've done your job as a coach, one as a major league manager, gathering the right coaches around you as well to help. But even those guys, third base coaches, what are they doing? They're only directing traffic when that runner needs it. Sure, that's all they're doing. Yeah, they're standing down there and yeah, give yeah. it, give it uh, signs. Yeah, give it. Yeah, yeah, right. Create you know you know basically communicating the play that might be on for that that particular pitch. But other than that. Your uh, your coaches are standing there and letting the guys play, and and I, I just I don't know I I thought that was a really good point. It's a point that we've made before, but it just it it, it you know sort of emphasizes it's good to hear. that. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see. And it's it, good to hear from somebody's perspective, like an umpire, because he's also saying it. You know, in terms of well, you can you can imagine that too, because you know it's like I mean, you know, a major league coach isn't going to be shouting instruction from the dugout. The 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 second baseman probably can't hear him anyway. Or, right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. it just you don't you don't see that happen. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Really. But if you, you know, honestly, if you watch the College World Series, I think you'd see you see something similar. Yeah. Yeah. You see you you see your your head coach, you know, standing in the dugout, kind of chatting with with an assistant or chatting with players, and and the players are playing the game. But I I've seen some Division One college practices. 
you, I mean, you see them on video. That coach is very engaged mm -hmm. in practice. There's just a difference, right? Yeah. The coaches, we coach in practice. That's that's the point. We coach in practice. Yeah. Um, so you better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that better where you you know that's where you're getting that's your stuff done. Exactly. You know, we talked about that before. So yeah. Well, here was the here was the treat that we got in okay. our high school meeting, though. I'm, I'm right. already. This is still Thursday. I'm getting Sorry. filled up with information. Uh, we're not gonna have time to go through. I'm just. I'm, I'm, I should just give a high level. But here's the treat. Brian Kane came and spoke. Yeah, in our she high told me meeting. I was excited about that. So I didn't know he was going to be there. He wasn't supposed. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he he's he was one of the main speakers as well okay. on Friday, but he wasn't supposed to come to the, this. This is the type of dude this guy is. If you guys don't know who Brian Kane is, look him up. BrianKane.com. He he has a ton of resources on the mental game. Yes. Of, also of sports. Quickly becoming a a big component he, of sports. He <laughs> well, and he is becoming a component of. A lot more teams than what he first started working with. I mean, he's early on in his days. He's very well known for working with TCU and Coach Schlossnagel when he was out there working. He brought in men, work with his players, particularly pitchers. And you know, Brian's been also been a coach as well, pitching coach. And and uh, um, but he he works with all kinds of athletes from all different sports. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, you know, softball, baseball, swimming, track, field. I mean, it, just he has he now it's just it's everywhere. But he is so energetic; it's almost it's tough, you know. So we're sitting over there. It's ten o'clock at night, and the and the uh, NFHS guy says, the president, he says, "Hey, uh, he said, look, we got a special treat for us tonight. We got twenty minutes. We're we're giving him twenty minutes." Uh, he said, I, "I happen to to pass." Brian Kane in the hallway earlier today, and I asked him if he wouldn't mind coming and just sharing a few words, maybe like give a preview of his of his presentation to to the high school coaches meeting. He's like, oh heck yeah! He said, how long do I got? And he, and he's he's like eh, twenty minutes. He said, we'll do it. And so he he was there. He got us. I mean, he 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 come. You know, if you ever seen Brian Kane, like he always starts out with something energetic. Yeah. Like you know, in the main session, the session with with you know with everybody in it, he he start. You know, you get you got like a rock song he's playing. He's got everybody out there off your seat. And he's like he, he want he wants you energized. But then he also what he does, and it's very intentional. He he, he does things with the audience to get you moving, get that heart rate pumping, things like that. But then he'll slow you down. He'll teach you how to slow it down. Yeah. And what he does inside the presentation is he says what you guys need to understand is you're in control yeah of of the heat and the the hot and the cold you're in, you're in control of both right everything that we're doing he says so here's how here's what we got to do we have to learn we have to teach our athletes how how they're in control of their minds how they're in control of what they're doing you know to mm -hmm. focus on those things you and so practice it. yeah and so he, he just gives you a lot of tools to do that with and that's what he did that night and i tell you what was really cool is he not only did he uh did i take four pages of notes in that little 20 minute time but he said hey listen I've only got 20 minutes here. He said one of the, we said one of the downfalls to speaking at these type of events is he said they bring so many people in to give you so much good information and it's one it's hard to digest it all. But he said it's hard to it's hard to give it all too. For you know like I've got all kinds of stuff I want to give you guys but I only got 35 minutes in my main session to do it. He said I got 20 minutes here tonight. He said so here's what I want to do for you. He said he said my hotel is is a mile from here. He said you know uh, if if you if you go right now to briancane.com slash ABCA or whatever it was, um, and you you fill out that form, he said you'll see a running total of how many you know how many slots we got. He said I got a suite at that hotel that'll that'll basically host 200 people. He said I got 300 cans of beer. That he, <laughs> he said he said I got he said the first 200 he said he said the first 200 people who sign up for it come on up. He said I'm going to give you everything I got for free. 
He's, I'm just going. He's, I'm just going. He said, not like not his books and things like that, but knowledge. Just, you sit down. You you bring a notebook. You take everything. He said, and I'll, he said, I'll, I'll also toss you some resources as well, some free stuff. But he said, he said, and it'll just be a sit, a sit down roundtable discussion. And he said, I'll tell you why I'm doing it. He said, and and he paused, and and he doesn't pause much in his speeches, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he paused, and he had a microphone on, and you could hear him breaking down. He's tearing up. And he said, my first ABCA conference was when I connected with my mentor, Ken Revisa. Mm. You know who Ken Revisa is? Mm-mm. He's the author of that book I gave you for Christmas. Oh, really? The Mental Game of Baseball. Yeah. The Mental Game of Baseball was the book that changed Brian Kane's life, that gave him his whole platform that he has right now. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. A little extra, yeah. little extra. Yeah, it's it's token it's for what that book. book's about. Yes, <laughs> it's highly good. recommend it. It's, yeah, but he said Ken Revisa spoke at this conference, and then he said, "I want to sit down with 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 you guys that really want to take this stuff seriously." Because back then, nobody was thinking about the mental game. They sure. just wanted drills, right? They wanted they wanted to know what to do on the field. They wanted mechanics, yeah, things like that. And he said, "I I went to that session." And, and I, I sat across from the coffee table with him, and we just sat and talked about this. And he said, I knew in that moment, this is, this is who I want to be. Mm. This, this, is, this, is, this is it. This is, the, this is the missing ingredient for why people aren't successful. They don't know how to control their emotions. They don't know, how, they don't know that they are in control of their emotions, of their, of, of their mental state. Yeah. And so he, yeah. And that's actually how he concluded that session. He said, I'll just give you one, one last thought, one last question that Ken, Ken Revisa said all the time. Every time he stood on a stage, he looked out there and he would say, look, men, if you had three days left to live, what would you do? If you had three days left to live, what would you do? And he said, would you coach? Mm. Go out there and coach him up. And and that's awesome. Sending chills down my spine just saying it. But yeah, so that, and that was before the conference even started, Pat. That was Thursday. Like the conference hadn't even started yet. Yeah. And so now we wake up Friday morning, and it's eight thirty in the morning to eleven o'clock at night. And it and and, and you know, two days of that plus Sunday if you stay for Sunday, which we did. We we stayed for Sunday morning and and uh, then left about eleven o'clock. But man, that was. You know that is such a great. Uh, such a great message there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think people would roll their eyes at that. If you had three days to live, would you coach? I think people would roll their eyes at that and say, no, you're not going to do that. Why would you coach? Sure. But you know what? You would do it if you felt the way I did yesterday. I know. Yeah. Because that's, I would. I, I, I'm. With it's you hard there. to top that, right? So what else are you gonna do? To, I would to, want to, to get. That? I would want to. I would want to empty my brain. I want. I would want an audience. I'm not saying that I know a ton of stuff. I'm not saying that it's all about me. That, right. But right. I would want to make sure that every, as many kids as I could get together, could have everything that was everything everything that I've got. Yeah. And I would, I would want to find a way to do that. I really, truly, honestly would. Yeah, that's good stuff. It is. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a good. Uh, 
listen to you ramble for the past 40 minutes. I know I've taken a breath. I'm looking at our waveform here on our on our podcast and you know it's we've got a we've got a, you know a stereo channel a track, you know uh, my track and your track, Chris uh -huh. track, Pat track. Chris track you, you, I'm sorry, buddy. You're not talking much on this one. I'm not giving you much chance to talk in this oh, one. Oh, well, maybe that's my the, fault. The I haven't interacted enough. Well, I feel like I've been you engaged. You will in two weeks. <laughs> you will. When we come back from the Ohio one, you'll be like this. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. Well, I, you know, and I've, I've, I, I mean, looking at your notes and looking at the, the notes in your, in your program here, I can tell that, you know, there is a lot. Of, did you get this PowerPoint video? What page are you on? 39. Texas A&M University. Is that, is he, oh, he, Jeff, Jeffrey McMillan. He's he, talking about plyometrics. Strength coach. Yeah. He's a strength coach. Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually haven't, I haven't even emailed him yet. I, I, I I've, I've had so much stuff to do when I got back. I'm still, I'm still decompressing. Well, I, was, I was interested in that, in that. I do. I'll, I'll, I'll share everything I've got. Well, that's the other cool thing about being a member of the ABCA. Like, even if you can't go to the convention and you sign up to be a member, it's $75 to be a member. Or maybe it's maybe it's one or the other. It's seventy five dollars to be a member, a hundred dollars to go to the convention. Yeah. That's it. Then you just you know you got to pay for hotel and travel and all that, but it's not expensive. It isn't at all. You, when you're a member, you get all of their videos. Oh yeah, from, you mean from, from the all of the past sessions of all the conferences that they've oh wow. that they've done. Yeah, and so if you, if all you ever wanted to do in your downtime was learn from some of the best coaches, best baseball coaches in the game. You could literally go to the ABCA website and spend all your time doing that. Wow. That, I, I am I, replacing. So when I tell you I'm, I, one of the things I'm doing is replacing some of the, you know, I, I'm purging some of my Twitter people that I follow as well. And I'm replace, finding areas of time that have been wasted for me and just replacing it. Yeah. I'm going to be replacing a lot of that time with this stuff. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I've been doing that on TikTok. Have you? I've been finding, yeah, you know, just just baseball just the stuff and, that you want to that, yeah. that's beneficial to you. That's not right. a time waster. Yeah. And I've actually been saving a lot of TikToks just to, just to go oh, back this to is it. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Oh yeah, when you see so it's some kind of those chipped. infield drills and things like that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. You don't want to forget it. I've spent way too much time before trying to go back and find an Instagram post because I didn't save it. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful for that that you can actually save stuff on, on social media like that now where you yeah. can go back and find it because you know what I mean by Instagram posts I'm talking about I, there was a post one time of, of a bunch of kids like 8-year-old kids on their knees doing infield drill like like playing hot hands or whatever mm -hmm. you know but and, I, and I'm like man I I want it was like an Aussie drill or something yeah, you yeah. know and um, but I wanted the video so I could show it to my kids my players and I couldn't find it and, and uh, but I think it's good. I, 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 that's the benefit of, of social media right there, using it for, for that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The first main speaker of the session on, uh, of the main sessions on Friday morning was uh, uh, Chris Limonis from uh, Mississippi State. They won the World Series last year, yep. College World Series. And, and um, he was really good. I tell you, he, everything was really... And I'm not. Don't worry, folks. If you're listening, I'm not going to go through every single main session. <laughs> I just, I just, I just thought I'd, I'd highlight a few things, a few moments. But well, I think you, that, uh, that are relevant to all of our listeners too. Anyone that's anyone that's listening to know that they can have that resource mm -hmm. available to them for that. Oh. I mean, you, seventy. We've just bucks, given you a gold mine. Everybody. That is. Everybody's that is. listening. We've given you yeah. a gold mine. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of these guys, I, I was really grateful for some of the main themes that sort of sort of popped up. Be in, in these main sessions, like I think ABCA is mindful of bringing in new and young coaches as their speakers, as well as old, what you consider to be old school guys. And make no mistake, even the old school guys 
are 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 not set in their ways so much that they stood on that stage and said, "Ah, to heck with all this data and analytics <laughs> stuff." They're using it. They're using it. Yeah. But there's a great balance. That, like there, I tell you, the the best session on that was Jeff Pickler from the Cincinnati from the Reds. Reds. Yeah. Yes, and he's a he's a young guy. Jeff Pickler's what 27 years old. He's 27 years old. He's young. Is he? Is, is, is Jeff Pickler the? Actually, he made. That made not, is he a part of Driveline? No, that was a different. That was a different guy. Okay, but he Jeff Pickler is the. If you find his page in there, it'll tell you what his bio is. But he is the. Uh, his coaching role with the Reds. It's amazing how many coaches these major league baseball organizations have. But his coaching role with the Reds yeah. is in creating the lineup, like game management, like game management and lineup creation. It's things. I mean, it's it, he has he has very specific role. Was, uh, so lineup, are we talking about like sabermetrics? Batting and, order. Yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, Oh, you mean that's what his job is for the, <laughs> yes. for the Reds? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's wild. Man, I mean, managers don't do anything, do he's, they? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he, he made some great points. He said, you know, look, in reality, when you're creating a batting order, it's ultimately who you have in the order that's more important than what order you have them in. Yes. I agree with that. Hear that, all right? Coaches, parents, players, hear that. That's the truth. It really is about who you have. Who's who's hitting Who's hitting for you right now? Who's hot? That's who's going to be in the order. And who's available. Who's available, yeah. yes. And and so, you know, there are different philosophies, right? Do you want your you want to have length in your order? You know, do you want to string them string them out? You know, separate them out a little bit. Have a have a hitter. You know, but then the other philosophy is let's string them all all together. All the guys that are hot, all the you know, your big your big hitters together. So he talked about that a little bit, but he also talked about the balance of feel and data, which is balancing what we know, right? Like what like my eyes aren't deceiving me here. I'm right. seeing an athlete right there, right? Yeah. And that's feel versus what we what we can actually see on paper, but mm-hmm. what what actually is happening, you know, data. And he says, you know, we we don't use one or the other, we use both. Right. But you can't use one or the other. Anymore. Right. You know, it used to be just feel. They said the, the the benefit of living in the day that we're living in and having those resources to to collect data uh, to help us make decisions, to make better decisions. He said sometimes you've got the data. But the guy that's coming up next hadn't done a daggone thing today, so you feel something different, and so yeah. you might you might you know you might uh, not shift on him or you might right. uh, make him bunt, right? Where you where you and you know, he talked he did a lot about bunting, did he? And it wasn't it wasn't pro bunting. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't sacrifice bunting. It, absolutely not. Yeah, and and and, and that is he shows you the data. And he actually showed data for major league college and high school as well, because it's out there now. Mm. Um, and the percentage, cha- you know, the percentages of, of successful, you know, because, you know, winning baseball games is all about scoring runs. Sure. You score, that's, that's the goal. Yep. Score runs, right? And keeping, the goal is keeping, to win. keeping teams from and, scoring and runs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the more runs you can score. And so, you know, there, there's, a, there's a data point for major league in college, like major league, basically the first team to get to this particular number of runs is, is going to be the team that wins, you know, majority of the time. Mm-hmm. So for the major leagues, it's like 5.4 runs. College is like 6.7 runs. I can't imagine what it is for high school. It's probably eight or nine runs. Probably. Really. Yeah. Um, and so, so what, basically what they're saying is we want to get to five. We get to five, we get to six, you know, we get to five, 
we got we we've got a ninety five percent chance of winning this. And game. if we do that consistently, first team to five, yeah, it'll, it'll take care of itself. Yeah, so it's, so it's, it's like it's poker. It's about runs <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, exactly. But I, that that was good. But the, the whole point of of bringing some of those specifics up is every coach on the stage had a little bit of both, whether they were seventy five years old or twenty seven years old. Bruce Bochy was one of the speakers. Coach Bochy, you know, uh, and we got his book Bochy Ball, um, which is a really nice book. A big thick hardcover book we had to take it up to our room because it would have it would have broke our backs carrying that thing around the first day every every attendee got got a free copy of his book nice and then, and then he literally would sign it for everybody that wanted to sign there was a line uh, brock and i walked out of the session out of his session to go get coffee and we're like oh my gosh is that the coffee line and uh and and then we realized it wasn't it was the line to for him to sign the book it was down the hall hundreds of people hmm. and he sat there and signed Every single book, um, yeah. And, and what's really cool about these sessions too is they have the main session, and then right after every main session, over toward the expo theater, over uh, outside the the uh, trade show, they have another stage set up with chairs, and you could go over there and they have Q and A sessions. So like for every main speaker, they would give their thirty five minute talk, and then they would immediately go over to that stage. And then if people had more that they wanted to have that guy elaborate on, they had microphones set up. And you know some chairs for you to go over there. You could either stay for the next session because they're back to back to back, or you could go over there and do Q and A with that with that mm. one. There's just there's con- and then you still have the trade show going on. You got Expo Theater stuff going on in there where people are like you know demonstrating their products. There's just all kinds of stuff going on at the same time. I mean, it's over. It literally is overload. Yeah. And so, wow, <laughs> we've been going for a while. I've been what, going. What for day a while. are we on? Are we, are we? Friday morning still. <laughs> but now, let me just say this, and this this will be my word of advice to you and anybody else out there that goes to co- conferences or conventions and things like that. I learned this a long time ago, and you probably already know this, but the very first OHSBCA, Ohio High School Baseball Coaches Association conference I went to uh, back in you know, 2012 or so, I did exactly what I did at this ABCA conference, I took my notebook, I sat down front as close as I could get, and I just, I wrote down everything I could possibly write down. As, and my, my wrist was sore. Took all kinds of notes, went back to my hotel, started, you know, started basically writing down on a different page how I was going to implement what I just heard mm. in my program. Yeah. And I had pages of stuff that I wanted to go back and implement. By the time the season rolled around, which is about a month later, that all kind of went out the window. <laughs> it didn't go out the window, but it's impossible to implement all that. Yeah. It's impossible. You one, is, yeah, your your program is not their program, for sure. one. And you just can't do it all. And Brian Kane actually does a really good job of, of pointing this out. He says, you know, you, you've got to... You got to have three things going on when you come to these kinds of sessions, right? Uh, three ways to keep it simple, I think, is what he called it, and I can't even I can't find my my notes here where uh, where he said it. But uh, anyway, you got you got to be like a, a sponge. You got when you come to these these conferences and things, you got to take everything in that you could possibly take in. I mean, just soak it all in. Take all the notes you can, get it all, because he said that that's why you're here. But then he said, you got to go back to all those notes and find two or three things that you know absolutely apply to you right now. 
Yeah. He said, you pull those things out, and then number three, go and do it. Go and do it. Don't try to do everything. It's like when you read a book, right? I, my, my new philosophy with a book, buying a book, is if I, if I can get, if I get one or two, if I get one thing out of a book that I, that's benefit, I know is beneficial and helpful to me, it was worth the cost, and I can even stop reading if I want to. I've, hmm. I've given myself permission to do that now. Yeah. Because I always felt like I had to read a book from cover to cover right. or else I didn't truly read the book. But if I've got something that's going to change my life and I'm and I'm good with that. That's a good point. All right. Let's you, move to the next book. You do that every month. Just once a right. month. Every month for a year or Look at every how different year. your life is. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I I did that. I I you know, I spent some time and there wasn't a lot of downtime. Um, but I, I spent some time going through this notebook with a you know with a smaller one like this and you know in high, highlighting some things you know underlining some things circling some things putting brackets around things that I knew during the session okay I'm going to want to come back and get this mm-hmm. you know because I, my, really one of my favorite sessions was was just pretty much it wasn't a philosophical session at all it was on you know it was uh, Mark Martinez from San Diego State he, did, he talked about infield play. Um, defense and infield play. And you know, maybe in my mind, because I know that my one word for the year is thoroughness and small details, attention to detail, one of the, one of the areas you got to really have a lot of attention to detail to is, is defense. You play better defense, you're going to win. you got a better chance of winning. Sure. And, uh, and so I, I, I really got a lot of great ideas in terms of um, daily practice routines. Right. Nice. Yes. Um, from from him that I wanted to make sure that I. So it's a good mix, you know, like the Brian Kane mental stuff that we're going to use in our classroom sessions, and you know, you know, some of our times that we're, we're you know, our skull sessions when we're when we're talking to each other and we're really coaching them up in that way. But then also some very practical, you know, stick and ball, you know, glove and ball, you know, things as well. And I and there's a pretty good mix of those. But I only have a list of six. There so you go. in yeah. all of these sessions that I attended, twenty some sessions, right? I got six things that I'm going to make sure that we do this year. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably take two or three more from the Ohio one, and 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 that's now, good. The next year, will you will you go back or will you is and evaluate complete? how that worked out for me? <laughs> no, well, I mean that's a good idea to do that. Yeah, yeah. You, you, right. You probably want summertime is a good time to do that sure, for a baseball absolutely. coach. Yeah, yeah. Think about how you implemented it and maybe what you could have done different. Yeah. I, you know, I, I definitely agree with that. Right. I just mean from all the notes that you have, would you go back and, and look at all those notes, say, okay, I picked these six things out of these notes. Now I'm going to pick six different things. Or is it just a new year and you, you know, you right. start fresh? I, I, think I, I don't it, think there's a right or wrong right, answer Right, because you're also considering the group of kids that you have. You know your kids by now, right? right? Even though we haven't had a single practice, I, you know, we've had weight room stuff and I, and it's a small school district. Yeah. And so I know my kids. And yeah. so I, I, I that's, I'm also going into it with that mindset as well, you know, yeah. knowing what we're probably going to need the most um, when I create this list of, of five or six things. For yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. I've appreciated this. I, th- I think I think it's I think it's very uh, valid for you know our mission on the Coaching Life podcast. podcast. You know, and and I'm you know I'm sure you know the high school coaches out there. Uh, most of them are saying, I, "You guys really aren't saying anything new, telling mm-hmm. us anything we don't know." But you know, from that's right uh, at lower levels, you know, maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe you know, people could could listen to this a little bit and and understand that you know you have the ability to be thorough. You have the ability to be very detailed in mm-hmm. in, in the way that you approach your your responsibility as a coach to your you know to to your to your youth. You know, to I'm I'm, I'm thinking you know thirteen uh, U and, and and things like that. And the resources are out there to do that. You know, don't feel don't feel limited. 
because you have the ability to go out and find information that can help you yeah. be someone that's confident in, in the game and confident in, in important. I think you, you made the, a good point there earlier about, you know, knowing and being able to understand how to communicate the game to somebody. That's, that's what a good coach is able to do. That's, that's what coaching is. Yeah. yeah. Finding, finding, finding the, uh, getting better at that. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know I can get better at that. One, I heard one coach talking about how, um, when they did the, uh, two years ago when they had the conference all online, they were able to see themselves talking to, you know, cause you're looking at zoom hmm. you, you, and, he, and he said, I, I never realized how poor my body language was. And so something that I do now is, is I have somebody video me when I'm meeting with a player, when we're doing like our individual player development program meetings or what, you know, where, we, where we're sitting down talking to players about what, um, where we see you now and, and what some of our goals for you are and what are some goals that you, you, know, you think you should create for yourself. He said, I, a lot of times when I was sitting, the, when I was giving those meetings, because I, I thought, he said, I thought, you know, if, if my body language is that poor when I'm speaking to a crowd, like I'm not looking, my eyes are down all the time and I'm looking way over there and way over there. I'm looking in the same spot. Everything. He said, you know, he said, what's it look like when I'm talking to a kid? Because I want, I want to be positive. Yeah. And so basically I'm just illustrating here that, that, you know, even these coaches at the highest level are finding little small ways to get better at even that communicating to their, because it's all about communicating to their players. And he, I, he says, I want to be better. I don't want them to leave that room thinking, that I wasn't confident in what I, I was I sharing. I love that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, and you know, going back to pros, Darren Finster, who's from the Red Sox, uh, talked about outfield play, and he gave a lot of great practical, you know, instruct, you know, drills, ideas for drills. But I circled one of the one of the comments that he made in his, which is very common for all these major league managers and major league people to say. If these, you know, when they when they're standing up and talking to you, he he basically, I, it's just a quote: "Buy into the boring." You said <laughs> you said co coaches are sitting there going, "We're not telling us something we don't already know." Yeah, we're like, yeah, that's the stuff we need to know. The stuff that we already know is the stuff that we need. The stuff that you and remind our kids thoroughly, that. right? Yes, be yes. <laughs> there you go. Right, it's the boring work in practice that's going to translate to the big game play in a game. Yeah. If you don't spend enough time doing the boring work. If you don't do it every single day, yeah. then when it comes time to make a big play on a routine ball, those are the ones we screw up. You're right. That's and, you're right. And, yeah. and so it's you know that's why you know it's tough for some of these guys who are told to come to come to this conference and do a session on infield play, outfield play, because it's like we're not giving you guys anything that you we're we're standing here for 35 minutes telling you stuff that you probably already do, mm. but we're just telling you do it again right. and do it better. Yeah. And be more intentional about it. Just keep doing it. We're not reinventing the wheel when we play this game. Yeah. Any game, really. That's what the coaching life is. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you bringing the, what, a, a, a 120th of the information <laughs> or less. Pretty much. Back, back yeah. to us and, yeah. and sharing that with us. I, like, again, I think, I think knowing that, you know, for people out there, that coaches and you know, people that, that, that love baseball, they have the ability to go out and, and you know, be a, a member and, and get access mm -hmm. to that information. Uh, and if you're not a, a baseball coach, if you listen to us and you're not a baseball coach, th there, there are all kinds of organizations out there 
Sure. You know, yeah. you know and, and information out there, whatever it is that you're coaching, do the same thing. You know, be energized. Even if we bored you here talking about baseball the whole time, be energized by the fact that this stuff is probably available to you for wrestling or for volleyball or Definitely. tennis, whatever it is that you do. Um, shoot, we had there's one coach that showed video of his players going over and receiving. He, he, they, they connect with their tennis team a lot in the preseason, like in the fall. He has his his infielders uh, receive like pick. Uh, I'll be darn serves great great uh, hop recognition Re- short pre- hop pre pitch yeah pre pitch and and yeah getting yourself you know you can get yourself timed where your feet are hitting the ground at the same time that ball is coming to the bat they're like he's like yeah he's like I tell these guys because they're hitting 110 120 miles an hour and I'm telling them, I'm telling them fire them at them right at them. And you know, you know, on, on on a hop right out in front of them, and you got guys, you know, working on their pre-pitch movement, and and then and then snagging these balls. I like that. He idea. said, he said, it's, you know, it's not something we do every day, but he said it's kind of a fun. It's one of those fun, different things that we do to mix it up. And yeah. I, he said, our kids love it. That's awesome. The guys love it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I wish I'd have had that. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about stuff like that. But like, you know, the tennis courts at Athens were right up the hill from our baseball. Well, you could. Yeah. That would have been pretty cool to do. I don't know. I, I never thought about using tennis balls indoor. Because yeah, you, know, you always go, you always yeah. go get the rag there balls and things like that. I mean, right. tennis balls is a good, yeah. a good. Uh, Invite some people down who want to work on their tennis game. Say, hey, you know, <laughs> right. here you go. Here, here's your chance. You know, fire some serves over at us, and we're gonna try to we're gonna try to react. And and uh, I think it'd be a fun game. Like if you have to be indoors. Do that it. Would, you're right. Yeah, a little competition. Things, the yeah, tennis team and versus those the baseball kinds of team. Little things are just. Those are just those are gold mines when you when you when, you know just little ideas like that just to mix it up you know it may it, it's working on one thing yeah, a variety of things but you know it's a, you know, infield skill pretty much reaction but how often you know how, how often does your third base get a shot hit that he's got to be ready for like that yeah third baseman yeah yeah again if you're whatever level of coach you are if you are a baseball coach. If, if you, you know, because we do know that we have uh, several people who listen who probably the majority of our listeners are youth baseball people. Yeah. This organization is still for you. It's not just a high school thing. It's not, you, when you go to the main conferences, you will see a lot of stuff is tailored toward college, upper level high school, you know, coaches, you know, uh, context, I guess. But I, I didn't hear any of the youth sessions. So I don't know. Those might be a lot. That's great. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. But it's really a whole different conference, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, co- conference within a conference. It's an animal. I mean, it's it's its own entity for it sure. Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for 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 better or for worse. <laughs> right, right. Oh yeah, and there you know there was discussion about that as well, playing year sure. round things like that. You know, some people. You know, I heard one guy mention that. You know, they had kids, um, who who, were currently like while they were at that conference, they had they knew of kids that were playing in a tournament. Down Ooh. south somewhere, like well, a yeah, Disney so. World tournament yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah I know. You know. The question you have there is, well, how ready are they for that? You know, I mean, to roll a kid out there or throw a bunch of pitches in that tournament. Um, well, I mean, the some, they might be What's playing. The benefit? They it? might be playing year round. Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never really, I've never really looked into that all that much because I, it's not something that we've ever considered doing. Me either. But yeah. You know, the, I mean, here, here, here well, the, the bottom line is the more is, you play, the better you're going to be. There's no doubt about that. You, I don't think you can, you can argue against that. That's true. You know, you get, you got to weigh the benefit and weigh the risk. And the age group. 
the age group. Right? Yeah, you don't sure. need a nine-year-old doing that. I don't yeah. think. I mean, I, but if you're, yeah, that's if, a whole different discussion. <laughs> it is. We could we could talk about right because I mean, a lot of these kids are you know like in our area where we live. We live we live up north, right? We're in the Midwest. Yeah, it's cold here right now. It was 11 degrees this morning when I walked outside. Yeah. Right? How how ready? Unless you've got resources to make sure that your your arm is in great shape, how ready are kids here to go and play a tournament in December or January? Mm -hmm. Right? You mean like the, to take a group of kids? Yeah. You're probably uh, probably uh, two or three at least because everyone's going to say, "Oh, my kid's ready." Sure. But two or three of those. Just imagine two or three of those aren't ready. Right. And then what? You know what's yeah. the what's the what's the you know and the, cost of that? Right. Well, and even for older kids. Right now, it's a dead period for NCAA coaches. Like if you're saying, well, you know, hey, exposure. There is no exposure. Yeah. I saw a perfect game advertising a tournament, a New Year's tournament or something like that, or Christmas week, like between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, really? And people jumped all over that tweet. They're like, are you kidding me? Hey, I we I know I, I know a family that uh, they they're playing right now, and uh, they just I think they just I think they played in a Christmas tournament. But I mean, like perfect game exists to help people get exposure to college coaches, uh -huh. right? There what there is oh, no exposure training. Right, yeah. You're true, paying nine hundred dollars to go and play in this tournament, and yeah. they're and these, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are younger people. Which I mean, she. she I mean, I'm eating up it. with baseball too. Don't get me wrong, but I saw another one. I actually, but but the reason I saw it is because Butch Chaffin actually commented on it on, <laughs> on the way home. Uh, a kid that threw a game, and he was he was he was on a roll. They said and ended up throwing ninety seven pitches on January third. Hmm. But yeah. you know, again, I you know, I don't with I don't think you can absolutely say that that's he's not ready for that. It just depends on what he's been doing, you know, throughout the throughout yeah. the winter. You know, maybe because if you don't ramp down, you know, but you know, what is the cost of that? What's the cost of not ramping down? You know, James Andrews says you should rest three months. Well, even Major League Baseball players, the guys that get paid a lot of money to do it, take two month two entire months off. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Some of our some of our some some kids. Some ten-year-olds mm -hmm. aren't even getting a month off. Right. Yeah. You're, 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 you know, you're weighing the the, yeah. the benefit of and the risk of maybe escaping an injury, but continuing to put that experience and that time into your into your bucket, so that you're just more, you know, that much more advanced yeah. than than other than other kids. You know. Yeah. And then, you know, you got to think about you know the other sports that you play and, right. and things are you know one sport athletes, all the challenges with that. I mean, it's a uh -huh. it's a huge conversation. And, yeah. Know, I hope, you know, I think, you know, I know I'm sure the the people you know the people that I'm thinking about, I'm I guarantee they've put a lot of thought and and effort into into thinking sure. about those things. Yeah, but, and we we wouldn't want to say that parents and coaches haven't thought about those kinds of things. No, I just I would just things. say do it. You know, be sure you do it. Right. You know, it's not just a decision right. to say, "Well, do you want to play this winter?" <laughs> yeah. It's it's not as simple as that. It's a, it's a conversation. It's a study. Uh-huh. It is. Um, you know, for for parents of young, you know, really young people out there that maybe just haven't made that decision yet mm -hmm. or, you know, doing it definitely definitely do that because Certainly. Yeah. It's not going to work out for everybody. That's a fact. It is a fact. Yeah. And probably a lot more than, than it would. It's we not going to than it right. will. Yeah. Right. So. Good stuff. Good to be back, Good Coach. start to the year. Yeah. Good back. We got a new look. Our icons got a little new look. That we're going to change soon. We're, <laughs> we're going to change it again. Yeah. You got to have some similarity. I took all the similar. I took all of the, the recogni all the recognizable aspects to our podcast icon out. 
when I first put that one out there. So it's gonna we're gonna at least keep the same font. Our graphic designer is being a thorough gra- this year. That's right. <laughs> I, I took a week and looked at it and thought I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't like I like it. it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it. I like it, but I don't like. I, I like it, but I don't like it for us. For for us, I mean, I don't like. There, it could be better. So we're gonna we're gonna get better. There we go. We're gonna get better. Good deal. So. Hope everyone's doing the same. Or at least right. trying.